Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. Uh, we're back again with Dave. Um, Dave, let's talk about reframing, reframing failure. Um, and I guess let's talk about how why is it important because I think today we live in a society it's all about it's all about winning and success um, but sometimes we just need to see a loss as a lesson um, in some cases so um, and yeah let's go into it a little bit more so I guess what, what's your feelings behind it um, I'll tell you what like when I was younger I thought Losing was the worst thing ever. You know, you beat yourself up. Oh, why am I not the best? You know, why? I just want. I just want to be the best. You know, why am I losing all the time? Losing's the worst thing ever. I, I look. I look stupid. I look dumb if I lose. But as I've grown, I've realised losing is incredibly important when it comes to life lessons. And if you're someone that's uh, lost many times and you've lost many times in your chosen sector or expertise i'd rather go for you for advice i wouldn't like to go to someone who's won a million times uh i, I learn more from the person that's lost a million times yeah i think the losses is your you're learning to overcome mm. um and that overcoming means you're developing some level of resiliency of being able to stick something out and be able to learn from the flaws or the errors of your mistakes or why you didn't get what you wanted. And you're making a conscious choice to not make the same mistakes again because then it just becomes a choice of not making a change. Hmm. Um, but let's talk about the satisfaction of winning. Like, what if, what if we win all the time? Like, what does that mean to us? So I, I don't know who I heard it from, um, but I remember someone asking, a group of young AFL athletes asking, would you still play AFL if you won every single game? And they said, oh, I don't know, like, maybe. And I think the general consensus was that they all said, yes, we, we still would play it because we love the game and whatnot. So, but the point the point of the question was, do you, are you are you driven to win the game or are you driven to to enjoy the game? And I guess um, something that came from that conversation was um, when you win, you are satisfied because you've put in the effort, you've overcome an opposition, you've overcome adversity to come out the other side and say you're the better the better opponent. However, if you're constantly winning, 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 uh, it's kind of feels like it's it's easy where's the challenge anymore you know if you play a video game on easy on easy you know play fifa or nba 2k on easy mode and you're scoring 100 goals where's the challenge yeah you might enjoy it but over time it kind of gets boring so um losing is important because it makes the wins even more sweeter i think i just had a thought you know human i guess human civilization is all about conquest mm. it's all about overcoming and having that having that next achievement um and i guess when for example something like boxers right boxers really good example they they go into multiple weight classes once they've conquered that weight class what do they do they usually go up or down in their um respective to what what they've kind of like conquered specifically um conor mcgregor was a good example of that he conquered his uh, it was a middleweight i believe 
and then I think he may have moved up. And he's moved up, up and down numerous times as well. So I think it's it's just like an inherent nature that we all have is to be able to overcome the, the struggle and the conquest uh, specifically. Um, and that's what gives us the drive to continue to pursue in the face of adversity. But that's very deep stuff. Um, what What is failure, failure highlighting for us? So when we lose yeah we might we might cop the spray from our coach saying oh you didn't do this you didn't do that but essentially what they're trying to say is that hey look in this in this game or in this in this match or this event we didn't focus enough on this we didn't focus enough on communication we didn't focus enough on um you know helping our mates out or our teammates out on this thing so that's the thing we have to improve on for the next game so with losing and failure, we are constantly being reminded of the things that we need to work on. We're not perfect, but it gives us something to work towards in 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 the um, in the dream to succeed. So, success requires certain things. We need to work on improving X, Y, Z to get the recipe of success. Cool. I think yeah. When we when we, but. There's a catch-22 to that as well. We have to recognize the things that you've actually done well that have helped you get to that point specifically. Mm. If we just keep constantly highlighting our failures and flaws, what we do is we're just, we're just really just beating down on ourselves. So sometimes I think the analogy is a shit sandwich. Mm. Have you heard of that before? Mm. So a shit sandwich for everyone out there is you always come in with some, something that's positive that worked well. Then the then the actual, then you follow up with something that that didn't work well the failure the negative component of it and then you follow up with something positive whether that is a, a, action affirmative um, change well, what are you going to do next time right, we're going to focus on this specifically so you have good negative good and that can actually be a good way so you're not always focusing on the negative side of what why didn't you achieve because yeah most coaches unfortunately especially old school coaches will tend to point out all your flaws and they'll never point and they'll rarely highlight what you've done well. And then once you've kind of overcome what that potential issue was in the first place, it's like, Oh, finally, why couldn't you just do that? You know, 20 other times before. And it's just like, Oh, well, that's a bit of a kick in the guts as well, because potentially there could be some, some, some mechanism at play that's potentially holding them back from doing what they want them to do, whether it's, you know, fear based or something like that. Yeah, and it's, it's, the whole premise of failure is that if you make a mistake, you're not going to make the same mistake again. If you're a rugby league athlete and you and you you do a knock on right before the trial line, you're going to try your best not to do that again, are you? So the thing with failure is that it it highlights your your weak areas of improvement so that you won't make that same mistake again and you improve under pressure over time. Cool. So we've reframed failure. What what do we do? What what are some simple things that um, or we as coaches do for the members here? Can you give us some, like some examples of what you've been able to do with some of the members here? What we do? Yeah, or how you've been able to help someone um, restructure. Um, so all they do is they talk about the losses or they didn't do well at their most recent swimming event. How have you trying to um, restructure and get them to continue to develop um, and focus on elements that they did well so they're not beating themselves down? Um, 
the biggest thing I, I tell our, our athletes is number one, I ask them like, how'd you go, and they say, oh, yeah, I didn't go so well. Okay, I ask them, did you give your a hundred percent effort? And they say, oh yeah, I did give my hundred percent effort. Cool. That's that's literally all that matters. I can't ask for more than a hundred percent effort. And if it means that your hundred percent effort had a few mistakes in there, that's okay. Let's let's use those mistakes as something to improve on for the next event. So if they're like, oh, I didn't play my best game, okay, cool. What wasn't wasn't what wasn't so good about it? Oh, I did this, I did that. Okay, cool. You've recognised it, so you've identified what needs to be worked on. Let's work on those. It's always a work in progress. If you say, oh, I didn't I didn't need to work on anything, then it just shows that you bit maybe might be a bit ignorant to how you can better yourself as an athlete. I think like a self-awareness in mm. that one. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. So, um, so we work with a lot of swimmers here, I think, as, as we've spoken about with Matt in the past. Um, and one of the things we tend to do with a lot of their swimming, main swimming events, so the real big ones, is we tend to do a bit of a, a post-performance review, just have a bit of a sit-down and chat with them, just to kind of see what, how would they rate their preparation out of 10, um, and how would they race? Um, how would they rate their uh, performance out of ten as well, and see if they actually matched up and, um, with one another? Um, the girls did most majority of the girls, or the swimmers, their preparation was pretty good. There was minimal interruptions, and they said they raced pretty well um, when they were at the states, and a lot of them had got some pretty good times um, with that. So they were very happy with their performance. One of the girls ended up getting um, qualifying for nationals um, as well. Um, which she was absolutely ecstatic about. Um, and what we wanted to do there is kind of is see if they rated out of 10, uh, an 8 out of 10, right? So they did relative, relatively well. Okay, cool. What did you do well specifically? Uh, training was well. Training was really good. I managed to keep on top of the food, eating well. Sleep was really good. Um, just everything just kind of clicked. Everything was just like cogs cogs in a watch kind of deal everything was just ticking over and felt really good all right cool that's perfect that's what that's that's really what you want at the end of the day um what what do you think would get you to a 10 out of 10 and unfortunately there's going to be things that are going to be in your control and there's going to be things out of your control as well um i think some of the some, sometimes it's like when they get sick that's usually a, what's a big one that's been popping up lately is, is you know they're actually getting sick and out for a couple of days to a week. Um, so then we have to slowly rebuild them, rebuild them up with that. So it's you're trying to understand where they are and what they actually understand from having that post-performance review. Um, but then you can start to carry those elements of what did really work well and carry that into the next part. Okay, if you got sick and you felt like, you know, you felt really crap, as well, what do you think is going to help you prevent you from not get? It's hard to prevent yourself from getting sick of this, this day and age, unfortunately. But what can we do to mitigate that damage? Okay, cool. Sleep, good nutrition, monitor stress management, monitor training loads as well. If we can do that, and we can potentially predict when things are really going to spike and get really hard, say you got exams coming up, um, intensity is starting to ramp up like crazy, and you're pulling up a little bit more sore from training. Okay, cool. We're probably going to have to start modifying a few things and a few variables to make sure to reduce the likelihood of you getting sick um, within that. So it's all about just kind of working with the athlete where they are 
kind of get a bit of a rating and feeling of how they are on average. And usually when the athletes do come in as well, we, do, we are seeing how they are how they are feeling out of 10. It's a pretty easy metric. And they get more comfortable understanding how they actually are feeling as well. Um, I know we're going down a bit of a different rabbit hole, but when it comes to reframing failure, we tend to focus, that helps to focus on the things that are going well. Hmm. I think that's probably the biggest thing when we ask them, what's actually going well for you? And they continue to highlight that and highlight that. Because as I mentioned before, coaches tend to highlight the negatives, especially more, more so the old school coaches hmm. than anything else. Um, but then, you know, teens are pretty critical of themselves these days as well. It's always a comparison to one another because that's what sport is. It's a comparison to the next person hmm. in the other lane or on the other side of the pitch or one of your teammates. It's it's a constant comparison. So if we can continue to highlight what they're doing really well, it continues to move them in the right direction. And it's like, oh, what, what do you think we can um, control or what's out of your control um, at this point in time? And I feel like that's a real critical um, skill that we can help a lot of young athletes with. Definitely. I think if coaches can, yeah, like, like you said, like a shit sandwich where they provide the athlete with, you know, it might be 10% of their performance was terrible. Cool. But what about the other 90% that was done well? Coaches don't do enough to say, like, hey, you ran the ball really well. Hey, you did the stroke really well. Hey, you served the ball really well. That was perfect. Do that again. But let's work on this and this and this because it will get get you better for next time and then that that, that next time might mean that 95% of your performance is great and there's 5% that still needs to work you're still progressing yeah um, and I've got another example actually I've got Jordan um, now Jordan's one of our tennis players we look after here um, he's his goal is to become you know, a professional player um, there's been some elements of his game like training wise he's really good sometimes when he's on the court he has some issues on the court. I'm trying to manage his, um, I guess, his arousal levels or just how he's, um, what's another name for arousal? What would you call What just, I say for arousal? Yeah, what's just another name for arousal just for those who don't understand it? Um, so essentially, if you're aroused, you're highly stressed. So obviously, if you're... If you're a boxer, you're not gonna you're not gonna box calm. You're obviously gonna box or fight with a bit of intensity and a bit of aggressiveness. Um, whereas if you're an archer or a darts player or a shooter, you're gonna be a bit more calm. So if we can think of those two spectrums of the arousal, is that we can be a bit more calm or a bit more aggressive and uh, hyped up, if you like. Yeah. So the problem with Jordan is like, um, with Jordan, um, he would he would he would start really well. He's very good at starting. Uh, the problem is though, then he gets. I guess that level of complacency does come into effect. And then he starts pulling up a little bit short. His opponent will start to come back. From there, what I've said is, because he's pulling up short, right? And he keeps telling me, it's like, I keep doing this, keep doing this one thing. And it's like, all right, cool. Let's do the opposite. Let's completely go the other side. Um, and just smash the ball long. Just, what, it's usually his, um, yeah, I, can't, I think it's his back end. Yeah. So I told him, just hit it long. And if it goes out, great. That's fine. If it goes in, great. That's fine. What I said to him, you need to get yourself out of that as soon as possible. Hit it the ball long. Then you can start finding your range. Um, and that was his way of re- oh, not so much reframing the failure, but you understanding that he's, he's got this potential mechanism of getting complacent, that he just still needs to remain somewhat aggressive throughout the whole match and by hitting it long then he was able to overcome that failure of him you know stuffing up and holding back in order to continue to play the match out as well mm, yeah i think uh coming back to reef 
reframing failure and the original topic is um, one thing that came to mind was failing forward if you're if you think of failing as going backwards you're really not in the big picture you're actually progressing more as an athlete and as a an individual by failing so if you think of failure as failing forwards and getting you closer to an ideal result I think that will do you really well yeah and we'll, we'll kind of finish this off here I think we've had a pretty good discussion um Michael was Michael Jordan's quote it's like 10,000 shots um something like I failed I failed uh, 1,000 shots and I've only made like a certain percentage essentially it's like saying like I've 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 taken so many shots in my career and a portion of them have been game-winning shots and I've, for some of them I've made them, some of them I've missed them, but the the ones I've missed have made me become a better athlete and that's why I'm great. And the ones that he's made have become memorable mm. as a result. So, And the other thing, probably the last thing is no one really cares about your failures mm. at the end of the day. They really just care about your successes because if you have like 500 failures and you've got two massive successes. No one cares about those failures because they because you've seen the light and you, or you've seen what the other side is like. It's a lot greener once mm. you've achieved. If you're constantly pulling up as you know, second best, third best runner-up, no one's going to no remember the times, those, those times that you came second, but the day that you, you win and you become the best, everyone's going to remember that. And those times that you came third and second, they'll see that as you sticking through those adversity points and you finally came out the other side and became, and became the best. Yeah, they see the breakthrough. They don't see all the, all the pain behind it. Mm. Cool. All right, thanks for that, Dave. You have just listened to the Inner Athlete Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring.